my mom used to say this to me when I was younger and it would kind of like frustrate me. I was obviously like a teen, an angsty teen, but she would say, you can't be everything to everyone. And what she would mean is I always wanted to be at like every party and every, you know, event and every at my friend's house, every time they were hanging out. And she was just like, you can't be everything to everyone. You have to take care of yourself first. We are so excited to have you on the show today. Welcome to the show to everyone listening. If you don't know Olivia, you should. She's a Peloton instructor, a Puma athlete, a speaker. She does it all. What, how do you introduce yourself? Yeah, so that's such a good question. I feel like if I'm, you know, introducing myself on a podcast or speaking, it's a Peloton instructor, a speaker, a Puma athlete. Um, yeah. If it's at like a party, like I feel like I just say fitness instructor usually. I was thinking about that because I was like, yeah, I feel like I usually just say fitness instructor and then it kind of like goes from there. I feel like that's a humble way to say it. And then people are like, oh, where at? You're like Peloton. And they're like, oh, I've heard of that. <laughs> yeah, I just, yeah. And then it also like allows the conversation to flow a bit better. It, it depends who I'm talking to also. But yeah, I feel like usually I just say I'm in the fitness industry and or fitness industry, yeah, rather. So tell us a little bit, the story you've probably told a million times, but I was doing some research on you. You've had like a very interesting career turn. Uh, Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So I used to work in sales and trading on Wall Street. I did that. So I I was a finance major and then I wound up doing it after college for a little bit. And I would take all of my clients to different workout classes And I really just loved it so much. I was always a big athlete growing up. So I really just like tuned into that and was like, this is what I want to do. I want to be up there. Why can't I be up there? And then I made steps to kind of do that and make it happen. Now I'm here. I love that. (laughs) I love it. What has the journey been like at Peloton? Like from when you started to now you've been there like five years. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it's been a total whirlwind. It was completely different when I started. Um, I remember it was like me and Rebecca and Maddie and Andy, you know, in the basement of the old uh, studio in the West Village for the tread. And we wow. were kind of trying to figure out what, ha- you know, what different classes to come up with and just really how to get the tread started. So it was such a, you know, it was such an interesting time because we had so much impact to make, but we didn't even know what where we would be taking it. So yeah, I started on the tread a year after that. I wound up doing tread and bike and then strength as well. So yeah. And then obviously COVID happened and, you know, things really uh, changed. <laughs> That's incredible. Do you have, you guys have collaborated with so many people. I was like, oh, I want to ask Olivia this. Do you have like, yeah. what's the, who's the coolest person you've met so far? Oh, interesting. Um, Not part of my usual questions. I did that episode, that Beyond the Leader, Beyond the Leaderboard episode with Joe Jonas, and that was really fun. It was just like fun to get to know him on a yeah. different level. That was really fun. Uh, I enjoyed that. Okay. That is like my childhood dreams coming true. If, really? If, I mean, <laughs> well, it wasn't it everyone's like Camp yes. Rock and Jonas Brothers. Yes. Like that, that was the dream. A hundred percent. I remember that day being like, oh my God, imagine like, Olivia watching Camp Rock yes. being like, wait, what? This is happening? Crazy. <laughs> yeah. The heartthrob of the early 2000s, truly. Yes. 
Yes. Um, that, that is pretty cool. I mean, that's a good one. Okay, here's the question. Best advice you've ever gotten. Let's hear it, Olivia. What is it? So it's so interesting because I was thinking about this and my mom used to say this to me when I was younger and it would kind of like frustrate me. I was obviously like a teen, an angsty teen, but she would say, you can't be everything to everyone, everyone. So you can't be everything to everyone. And what she would mean is I always wanted to be at like every party and every, you know, event and every at my friend's house, every time they were hanging out. And she was just like, you can't be everything to everyone. You have to take care of yourself first. So I feel like for me now, looking back on it, I'm like, wow, that was really good advice. And it can be taken personally and professionally. So for me personally, like, you have to find out who your friends are. And I think as you get older, you do. And it's not really about quantity. It's about quality. And it's about people that you want to hold on to that love you for who you are and people who you could be your full self around and aren't there for a different kind of agenda. So I think yeah. it also it's also a mutual respect. It's like, okay, you do this, I do that. We may not see each other for a month, but we're going to pick up exactly where we left off when we see each other. So I think yeah. that is how it kind of plays out in my personal life. And then for work, being a Peloton instructor, you know, where your success is kind of based on how many people you are liked, you know, like you and are inspired by yeah. you. You know, it's easy to get lost in that space of trying to please everyone. And when you're there, you can definitely lose yourself. And it's happened to me before where I'm just like, I don't want to, you know, say anything that somebody else isn't going to like and and things like that. So I've learned it's so much more important and impactful, you know, when I'm just myself. And although I may not be everyone's cup of tea, I'm building a community of people who get me and I get them. So another way to kind of put and I remember, I forget who said it, and I'm sure you've heard it before, but you could be the ripest, juiciest peach in the world. And there's always going to be someone who hates peaches. Hates peaches. Dita Von Tees. <laughs> That's who said that. And I, that is one of who my favorite quotes. Dita Von Tees, I think. Oh my gosh. Okay. It, I, I could be like totally wrong on that, but I feel like yeah. I've reread that quote and that's the name I see under it. Um, I love that quote. And it's funny you mention like the fact that your job really is based on like people liking you and enjoying your classes. Cause I think that a lot when I'm taking Peloton rides, like I love truly, I feel like all the instructors, they all have something interesting to bring something unique, but sometimes I feel bad. I'm like, wait, why did this class get so many more views than that class? Like that class was so good. And does that person right. feel bad that like, that is hard to navigate? Yeah. I think it's, again, it's, it's kind of, you have to really bring your in the beginning of, of, working there or you know in the industry you get caught yeah. up in that and then yeah. you're just like okay this is me and like let me find people who like me and are inspired by me and and that's like th that's your purpose those are your people that you're like okay I'm waking up and I'm showing up because I know they're relying on me yeah absolutely and I feel like you just learn to appreciate it's like I feel like it's all a mindset. Either you can think about all the people that aren't watching your classes and taking your classes, or you can just appreciate the thousands of people that are whose lives are being bettered because of them. Absolutely. And usually what happens is when you wind up really tapping into who you are and like your most authentic self, more people are going to be like, wow, okay, I really do like this person. You know, I can relate to this person rather than just pretending to be someone you're not at all. You know, absolutely. There's something so contagious about someone who is just genuinely themselves, no matter who they're around, no matter yes. 
what kind of attraction that will or will not bring. I completely right. agree. And I know yeah. it's really hard to like for people who are listening who are like, well, sometimes I don't know someone and I don't feel comfortable. Like I totally get that. Yeah. And I think that I, I have that too. Like I remember I was speaking to someone and they're like, I could just tell like you once you let your wall, your guard down, you let your guard down. But like it takes a little bit to get there. And yeah, yeah it's not that easy to just drop all the walls and things that, you know, have been built over the years of our lives, you know. Uh, but yeah, changing perspective can definitely help with that. Absolutely. Yeah. People make it sound like just be yourself. It is. Yes. It's so much more complicated. It's, we all it put is. on like a face at the beginning. That's also just like politeness sometimes. Absolutely. You're not going to act the same around someone you just met as someone you've known forever. Totally. But there's a way, I think, to find that authenticity even even with like strangers. And I think maybe as you get older, that's mm-hmm. just something you develop as like a an attribute maybe. Yeah. And you stop caring as much about like every little thing. You know, obviously, like, for me, at least I'm like, I want to be a good person and always do the right thing and all that stuff. But if I'm doing that, then I'm, you know, the, the yeah. rest is out of my hands. <laughs> yes. Nothing more you can do. I completely yeah. agree. I, um, I found your journey to Peloton just so interesting. Like the stock market is clearly not very similar in any way, shape or form. And I'm (laughs) sure that that was accompanied by a lot of hardship and everyone in their lives has gone through things that have just like really broken them down. I'm wondering what the best lesson is that you've learned from like a really tough time in your life. During that time, I just remember it's almost like a blur because I feel like I love my parents, but obviously they were like, what are you doing? You know, like we just, you know, um, and I just kind of put my head down and went and just went and went and went. And I think that what it taught me was like I was compartmentalizing everything and just doing everything. And I, I wasn't living in the moment. I was just going, going, going. And that led to me feeling lost and like, I didn't know who I was and being burnt out. So I feel like that was a big lesson of like, okay, like it's okay to like feel all of these like emotions. And I think I was just feeling overwhelmed and like out of my element and just, you know, in a space I've never been in before. I was nervous. And I think that that's really what it taught me is to like slow down, like find somebody to talk to if you need to talk to somebody and, and don't just live life going through the motions and trying to do the most at once because like, you're going to crash. Absolutely. Yeah. I what this might have not been part of your thought process, but there also is definitely there's like, oh, my gosh, like you're working on Wall Street. Like there's this allure to it. Like, yes. wow, you really made it big. And then to go from that to like, actually, I'm going to become a fitness instructor. Like, was there just so much judgment that you had to deal with? Yes, for sure. I think once again, like people were like, what are Without saying what he, what are you doing? Their, their yeah. inflection or the way they said it or the way they asked the question said it all. Um, and again, like instead of talking about that with somebody who I could trust or even a therapist, like I feel like everybody yeah. should have somebody who's not, you know, who doesn't have a, any sort of, you know, bias or whatever. Um, yeah, I just kind of plowed through it and and didn't pay any mind but it definitely was affecting me you know looking back for sure yeah what advice would you give to someone who might be at a stable like great job 
but it's not something they're passionate about. They don't love it. They want to switch. What would you tell them? Yeah, I think it's important to make sure you're doing, I think at the end of the day, like a job is always going to be a job. You're always going to find things about your job that you don't like, no matter where you are. If you're, the problem is for, for me or what I think is when you're waking up on like, if you work a Monday through Friday, nine to five, if you're waking up on Sunday, like so anxious and nervous about going to work that you're crying and like not well, I think that's where the problem is. And that's when you have to be like, okay, what don't I like about what I'm doing? What do I love to do? Is this something that I could turn into a career? And how am I going to get there? I always think that there should be some sort of plan because if you just jump, like you're going to be so stressed out. And if you don't have a plan, I, I, I'm just, that's how I am. I need a plan. So yeah. for me, like I didn't just say, oh, I want to do this. Like I went to hundreds of different classes. I practiced by myself in my apartment. Like, what would I say? What would I wear? What would I like? I really took all of this, the steps that I felt I needed to, to feel ready and to feel to, I really empowered myself to make that choice. I didn't have the um, support of other people around me. So I needed to be that support for myself and feel confident in that. Yeah, which pushes you in ways that I think like can't be mirrored really when you just have no one to rely on but yourself. And right. it, I mean, also it's just interesting because those were all the things that like no one was seeing. Like to everyone else, it's like, wow, she left her job to go pursue like being a fitness instructor. But here you had done so much research and put so much thought into it. Mm -hmm. And I really, yeah, looking back, yeah. I like, like I live, I lived and breathed it truly. I think that applies to a lot of people. Like a lot of people don't see the behind the scenes and they just think like, wow, you got super lucky to become a Peloton instructor and to get to this point in your career. And very few, if not maybe no one gets lucky. It's like there's so much right. work behind it. Yeah. And I think I think that goes for anything in any like in any career, in any switch. Like there's no. At least I don't know about it. There's no like easy way to like make it like you have to work really, really hard. And if you're willing to do it and you want it bad enough, I truly believe anyone can do it. But you really have to have that like that want, you know, that. Yeah, that pass. absolutely. Absolutely. I am clearly a quotes person. Hmm. I think most people listen to this podcast are. Yes. Do you have any favorite quotes or like mantras that you say to yourself? Yes, I do. Uh, I think my favorite quote would be better than yesterday. And for me, this mantra is all about personal growth and self-improvement. So instead of comparing yourself to other people, which can be so easy to do, especially like now, in this day and age with all the social media and everything that we're seeing, you know, focusing on becoming a better version of yourself compared to where you were yesterday rather than who else, like whoever else is out there doing what they're doing and, you know, seeking self-validation rather than, you know, other people validating you. Because everything that we watch on social media, like even myself, like I'm posting my like the good stuff always. You don't know what's going on in somebody's life. And I truly believe the only way to be happy is to be happy with yourself first. So really just focusing on you, not comparing yourself to other people. And yeah, that's that's how I try to live my life. I love that. You know, I have interviewed a good amount of Peloton instructors on this mm -hmm. show. And it's so fascinating because I feel like that's an underlying theme 
that is probably like a big attribute of people who are like very driven and especially like you guys clearly have so much like self-restraint and just like you got to a level of fitness that a lot of people will not by pushing yourselves really hard. And I think like a key of that is like, I think it was Hannah Frankson who said staying in your lane and like your quote just reminded me of that. Like really having to just focus on yourself because there will always be someone better than you. There will always be someone more fit than you. But like we were talking about at the beginning, you you have to just like focus on how good you can be. Like there's no other way. Totally. And like you may think someone is fitter than you or smarter than you or prettier than you and they have it all figured out, but you have no idea what's actually going on in their life. So that's like another thing. Like I'm, oh, I feel like I've really been working on patience and compassion because you just really don't know what somebody else is going through. So again, focusing on yourself, focusing on being the best version of you better than yesterday. That's really just like, I try to block everything out and kind of keep those blinders on. Otherwise, like the noise just crowds and it's hard to get away from it. Yeah, I love that. I think that's beautiful advice and a beautiful quote. Do you have any least favorite advice or least favorite quotes that you've heard? I don't know if it's more of a quote, but I feel like growing up, it was sort of like, all right, fit in, do these steps, follow the path and like, you'll be good. Um, And I think general society kind of gives that message when you're growing up and going outside of the box and doing things that other people aren't doing isn't encouraged. So I think that was the worst advice for me because that kind of always got in my way of like, okay, but you can't do that because you're supposed to do this and then do that and then do that. And then maybe you could figure something else out, but you have to do one, two, and three first. I I don't think it's just not a good way to live. And like, I know it's, you know, there are people who disagree and you should do one, two, and three, and then maybe do four. But I just think everyone's so different and everyone's life path is so different. Um, yeah. And you should respect that and honor that and not, you know, clout, not block away things that that you love to do because you think you should be doing it. Yeah, they don't fit the else. timeline. Yeah, yes, they don't the fit time, the whole timeline thing. Like, have a kid. I remember when I was in, like, high school, I was like, I'm going to have five kids by the time I'm 30. And then, yeah. like, what? I mean, no, absolutely not. First of all, five kids, no. But I mean, <laughs> so it's just crazy. I want to be done by the time I'm 30. I'm like, all right. No, it's so true. Crazy. I had the same thing. I was like, I'll get married at this age. I'll have kids yes. at this age. Then you actually get to that? that age. And you're like, life is so is so different. And I mean, has your life ended up? I mean, I'm sure when you weren't you left Wall Street, were you just like, what's happening to my life? Or did it feel really right? I think, again, because I was so like, I didn't even, I again, I had a plan for in that moment and what to do. But like, everything else was kind of like blinders on. I was like, I'm focusing on my career. I'm focusing on this. I'm focusing on doing this. I didn't yeah. think like, okay, when am I gonna meet my husband? And how many kids am I gonna have? And when am I gonna get married? Of course, like, there were other times that did feel that way. But yeah. in that moment, I was just like, okay, I am making this step and I'm not doing those steps that you normally take. And I just have to go with it because this is what I want to do. I think that a lot of people could learn from that. Do you have any advice that you would give to your younger self now looking back? 
I think, again, that that best piece of advice that my mom actually gave me and it applied in so many different areas of my life. I think that's something I would have said to myself and I would have been like, focus less on what everybody else thinks about you and focus more about what you think of yourself, like love yourself, like yourself. I hate when people say, don't worry about what everyone else is saying, because it's so easy to say that. And in high school and in middle school, you're literally surrounded by it. So it's it's so easy to say that. But yeah, I probably would have been like, don't listen to that noise. Just, you know, be the best you and all this stuff is not going to matter. That's something I would probably would have definitely said is like all these little things that are happening are going to be so insignificant. Like the little things that you think your life is ending you're like, this is the worst thing ever is going to be so insignificant in your life. So focus on like the good stuff and keep going. I love that. I I think that's also been a theme in some of these interviews that I've had is that when you look back at life, like the things that seem so big are just not. And yes. I think we lose track of that a lot. Totally. Like, like these even things that happened five years ago that I'm like, oh, my gosh, that was the in the moment. It was like the worst thing that could happen. You look back and you're like, OK, well, that A taught me a lesson and B, I don't even speak to that person anymore. So it's insignificant. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's true. It's true. OK, last question. But you yes. are like the ultimate hype woman. You know how to motivate so this is like purely fitness slash health slash wellness based, but someone is in a rut with their fitness, with their health. They don't know where to start. What are you telling them? I always say just start, just show up. And that's always the hardest part, at least for me, even now, the hardest part for me is like putting my shoes on and like stepping on the treadmill or clipping into the bike. Once you're there, it's like focus on you. Like really just be there, be present, trust the process, trust that it's a journey and allow yourself to enjoy it because it's yours. And literally the opportunities are endless if you just allow yourself to be there. So get out of your head, get into the moment and just enjoy it. You couldn't have finished it off in a better way. Oh, Olivia, thank you. thank you so much for joining us. You clearly did not disappoint. Hype woman on camera, <laughs> off camera, on the bike, <laughs> on a tread, everywhere. Tell us where we can go to follow you, to keep up with everything that you're doing. Thank you. And thanks, Christy, for having me. It was a lot of fun. Oh, I'm so glad we got course. to meet. I know. And, this has been fun. <laughs> and I'm Olivia Amato on Instagram and Olivia Amato NYC on TikTok and Twitter. And you can also take bike tread and strength classes with me on the Peloton app. I love it. Everyone, if you need just a little pick me up in your day, go take one of Olivia's classes. Thank you so much for joining us. And to all of our listeners, thank you for tuning in to The Shift. Mm-hmm.